Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brian to the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes, a lot of D's, and yeah. Brendan the Producer Pika. Guys, we are a little over a week away from football. I cannot wait. I'm I'm excited. The world needs some football, and this guy yeah. needs some fantasy football. Yeah, it it, it kind of got real with them this last week when training camps wrapping up. Draft season? Yes, exactly. I For some reason, I thought you said giraffe season. Yes. I'd be excited for that, too. Yeah. I'd be excited for that, too. But, oh, man. I mean, we got all these. There's so much news. I mean, Leonard Fournette going to the Bucks. Trubisky named as the starter. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Making headlines. But I, I, I can't be more excited. I'm just ready to get this season going. It's yeah, man. season, oh. but. I'm right for it. I'm right there with you. I cannot wait. Uh, today's episode is the top 10 tight ends going into the season. Yes. Uh, and tight ends is a weird position. You know, it's a position where we don't really account for all that much yardage and touchdowns really is where the value lies. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but there's a pretty huge separation between the elite players uh, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, We'll just jump right into it. Number one, unanimous, we have Travis Kelsey. Easy. Uh, he finished the season last season as the top tight end, no surprise. Uh, and even if he was a wide receiver, he'd be a top wide receiver. Be, he had almost... Top 15, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, and almost yeah. 100 receptions for pretty much 1,300 yards and five touchdowns. He led the tight ends in targets, receptions, and yards. The guy's a monster. He plays with Patrick Mahomes on a fantastic offense. He's locked and loaded again as, in my opinion, the number one overall tight end. Um, yeah. Not a huge lot of debate there. But, Andrew, here's a question I will pose to you. Hit me with it. You know, at, at what point in the draft are you oh. taking the leap on Travis Kelsey? Because you and I, we're yeah. we're typically wait until later on and pick up a, a an upside tight end. You know, we had Mark Andrews, uh, the two of us in our in our league last year. I had Darren Waller and you had Mark Andrews. So yes, we, we do believe in late value tight ends, but Travis Kelsey, he really is a difference maker. So I think there is a point he where he's worth it, uh, but where is that for you? Oh man. I mean, he, I think he's at the eight, the ADP average draft position. I think he's at the point where it should be just based on the fantasy points that he gets alone. Cause it's a nice cop out. He is no, where it, he it, should be. <laughs> he is where it should be because he's getting drafted. eighth pick second round. That's his ADP. But if you look at the stats as if he was a wide receiver, he would finish ninth right below Allen Robinson, right above Kenny Galladay. That's ridiculous. And you look at these players, Kenny Galladay, his ADP's third round, Allen Robinson, third round. So, I guess I would go somewhere around there if you really want Kelsey. I would try to go for a early, I guess, late third round, just because I don't like picking tight ends too early. But maybe late third round is is where I would, I would reach for him. Yeah, no, I get it, and I agree with you. I do think he's fairly priced. Uh, personally, early I, third round is like where to. my comfort level is. Yeah. Uh, number two overall, we have George Kittle. Uh if Travis Kelsey wasn't in the picture, <laughs> he would just be, uh, I guess, a, a model tight end. Mm-hmm. He is tough. He is fast. He's aggressive. 
he's he's a perfect tight end. Um, and, and truly, I think the main difference between him and Travis Kelsey is the offense they're in. I think if Kittle was on the Chiefs, I think Kittle could be better than Kelsey. I, I was just going to say that, yeah. Oh, Would've well, you better. didn't beat you well, to no. it. Uh, if you said Kittle, yeah, if Kittle was on the Chiefs, <laughs> yeah, I thought crazy. you were going to say he would be the same, but no, he's... <laughs> no, Kittle's a beast. Uh, I do have him pretty securely at the number two spot for tight yeah. ends. Top 20 um, receiver, by the way. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he really gets it done. Uh, the real sticky point is he plays so aggressively. I do think he is a little more prone to getting nicked up, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, that's the tight end position. So... Locked and loaded number two. I would love to have him on my team. I do yep. have him just behind Kelsey. So I'd have him personal preference late third round. Yeah. Late, late third, early fourth. Except uh, He's going higher than that. He's going early third. Right. And, and I mean, it truly would not surprise me if he finishes the season as the number one option. Uh, one of the things that I think make him more valuable is right now, the San Francisco offense is really missing Nothing wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. missing some receiving options. So he should be the focal point. He's talented enough to do yep. great things with the ball. I like it. George Kittle, number two, locked and loaded. Uh, speaking of being the only show in town, number three <laughs> is Zach Ertz. Last season, he finished as number four. Uh, and here's an, a classic example of underappreciation. Year after year, we think, oh, he can't do this again. He can't no keep way. it up. No way. He can. Year after year, his value is he is the focal point of this offense. Everybody gets hurt. I'm not saying Zach Ertz is the one hurting everybody else, uh, but I'm not saying he's not the one doing it. You know, with Alshon out of the picture, with uh, Jalen Rager out of the picture, it's going to be the Earth show. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to put up numbers. Is going to be Deshaun yeah. Jackson. And I think it's going to be Zach Ertz. So yeah. he's going to get the yardage. I think he's going to have a lot of reds and opportunities. You know, he gets the second most targets. He had the second most targets among tight ends last season. I see no reason where that would change. I think Zach Ertz really is. A, I think these top three are a really easy top three. And then I think there's a big tier difference. There is a tier difference after this. Uh, I I like to look at consistency for tight ends because that's what you want. Um, and Zach Ertz, it he's the only consistent receiver on in Philly. If you think about it, they got rookie wide receivers, uh, Elshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, all injury prone. Um, I mean Dallas Goddard is there, and I really think that's the biggest competition, which is the backup tight end, which is funny. So. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to throw to someone he likes, someone he trusts. That's Zach Ertz, no doubt. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, and this is where the tear break happens, in my oh-so-humble opinion. Yeah. Uh, number four, we have Mark Andrews. Uh, came out of nowhere last season, ended as the fifth tight end overall. He had the most touchdowns among tight ends last season with 10 touchdowns. He was huge for the Ravens, and he was a huge, I guess, safety blanket for Lamar Jackson. Uh I really like Mark Andrews. I want to start with that. Love him. Something that scares me is he was so efficient with his touches last season. He had 10 touchdowns on 64 receptions. That's that's a really high percentage. Uh, and I don't know if he'll be able to stay that efficient. Um, There's no way. I can't see it happening. That's a touchdown almost every six catches. Good math. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. I can't happen. <laughs> yeah i mean it can happen this is the, the lamar jackson offense um but i think this whole ravens team does take a step back um you know and i think mark andrews will he be a top five 
I'd be pretty confident. You know, I think he can get it done. Um, But some people are praising him as the next George Kittle. I'm not there. I don't think he's going to get there. Um, But four overall, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, absolutely. I like fourth overall. Um, I can see where there's an argument made for number three over Zach Ertz, but just the, like you said, the regression for the Ravens. I don't think that he's going to get 10 tight end uh, TDs. Um, They did lose, the Ravens did lose Hayden Hurst. So Mark Andrews really is that solo tight end. But uh, yeah, a step back. I think the same amount of reception, same amount of yards, less TDs. Yeah, I am with you there. At number five, we have Darren Waller. He finished the season last season at number three. Another person who came out of nowhere and made a huge impact. He had 90 receptions for over 1,000 yards, only three touchdowns. Uh, Darren Waller was a huge part of this Raiders offense last season, uh, but they made a pretty big investment in their passing game, uh, both in the draft. uh, And, you know, I I really do think Darren Waller will will continue to be great. With the tight ends, what you want is someone who's involved. Uh, However, he isn't necessarily the red zone monster uh, that these other tight ends are. You know, with the addition of uh, Henry Ruggs with Braylon Edwards, you know, I, I do think Derek Carr will be able to share the love a little bit more. And part of a pretty big chunk of Darren Waller's value was how involved he was. So I do think he'll, he'll take a step back in the reception category, uh, but I do think he'll make up for it in touchdowns. So yeah, he finished one. last season as number three. I think five is an appropriate spot for Darren yeah. Waller. Five, five is a really good spot. This is He's going to be a really touchdown-dependent player. Um, I disagree with that. I don't think it'll be touchdown dependent. But like, so you're saying those were your words. Those were my words. I think that he's going to, in order for him to have a good week, he's going to need touchdown. Okay. Which goes, which is because like Kittle and, and you know, Kelsey, even Andrews, they can put up hundred yard games. I don't know if Waller can do that with all his competition. I don't, he's not going to get as many targets. Hmm. I he's would still, not say he touched down or bust, but I do see where you're coming from. They, we're getting to that point where they're going to need touchdowns in order to to perform. We're getting in into that tier. And all. I think I I will that's a good point. And I do think Darren Waller is the last of the really good tight ends. Yes. Uh, after Darren Waller, I do feel like it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want a safe tight end, someone you don't need to worry about, I think Darren Waller is the last one you can select. Yeah. You can't go. Uh, you're not going to get uh, a bad performance from Waller. I don't think that is a tough guarantee. Think, but yeah, Andrew yeah. promised all of our listeners. There you go, Darren Waller. He's going to uh, be. A, is what I'm trying to say. I can't put it into words, but yeah. Wow, you struggled with that yeah, one. I struggled at with that number one. six. Using speaking time. of struggling, struggling to stay healthy, we have Hunter Henry. Nice transition. He missed four games last season but finished as the ninth tight end. That's crazy. He is a extraordinarily talented player, heavily involved in the red zone, but this is a new look Chargers offense. They moved on from Phillip Rivers and went to Tyrod Taylor, who I believe is still a very talented quarterback. I don't think that's a downgrade at all. If anything, that's a, probably a slight uptick, just with the arm strength of what Rivers, Rivers had last season. Uh, and Mike Williams is hurt. So between Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, I do think there are targets to be had. Yeah. I do think this is a team that will want to be aggressive on offense. I really like Hunter Henry. 
once again, the only thing in his way is health. If you could, if you could promise me a full season of Hunter Henry, I'm in. I, oh. I'm, I'm in too. I would love to see that. I think he, I think he's in the Kittle mold. I think he could finish as the number three if you told me we'd get a full season of Hunter Henry. But that is no guarantee. So I have him at six, and really that that ranking is based on his upside. I do, you know, I don't like to account for injuries. Both Hunter Henry. <laughs> you kind of have happening to. <laughs> year by year where he's not playing a full season right ever you got to take that into consideration right yeah and once again if he's healthy i love him oh, uh, i amazing. think he's great if he's healthy but if you do draft hunter henry have a backup plan yeah yeah definitely definitely pick up pick up a backup tight end there he i could see a lot of a lot of red zone targets for this big guy so i have been <laughs> invested in him um, I've drafted him a couple of times. If that proves anything, that's how confident I am in Henry. Like you said, Kittle-esque if he plays a full season. Speaking of Kittle-esque, at number seven, we have Evan Ingram. He is somebody who's been tantalizing fantasy owners for years now. He is a athletic marvel. He has the speed. He has the size. He has the hands. Like Like Henry, the biggest issue he has is health. Uh, he missed nine games last season, but he That's still finished awesome. 18th overall <laughs> among tight ends. Not great, uh, mm. but Ingram is such a talented player, and this Giants offense, they do seem poised to take a step forward. Danny Dimes has another year of experience. Yep. Saquon Barkley is healthy. They have competent receivers with Slayton. Uh, you know, this is Shepherd, yeah, Tate. yeah, yeah. This is an interesting team, and I think it's a team on the rise. I really can see where Ingram, if he's healthy, I think he'll be a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think he could be this year's breakout tight end. That's very well said. Here's a question, though. Uh, full health, Evan Ingram, full health, Hunter Henry. Evan full Ingram. Health. Evan Ingram, I agree. There's just Yeah, the Evan offense. Ingram, he's just, he's faster. He's more agile. You know, he is that guy who can take a 15-yard pass Close. all the way to the end zone. So that's how I feel. Great question, though. That's yeah. that's a stellar one. You're not going to uh, go wrong with either if they're all if they're both healthy. Yeah, <laughs> if they're healthy. I just there's a little more hype about uh, around Evan Ingram. So, but it, it's really just the can he stay healthy? He missed 19 games in his first three seasons, so he's just really got to stay healthy to to stay in this top 10 consideration. Yes, so I absolutely agree. At number eight, we have somebody who has been super hyped up. uh, And dare I say, to the point of concern, we have Tyler Higby. He finished last season at number eight. We have him ranked eight. He was amazing last season for the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. If you're like me and you drafted uh, Everett in a bunch of leagues and was stoked with how he's performing... Uh, yep, Higby took over whenever it got hurt and was outstanding. He was incredible. That's exactly what we were hoping for. He was involved in the offense. He got it done. I don't know if he can do it again. I would absolutely expect him to not be as efficient as he was last season. Um, but really, my biggest question is, is it going to be him, Everett, or a really unfortunate mix of the two? Yep. That's, that was a question. That- Oh, oh, that was a question. I, I don't know if you're telling me or asking me. Uh, I'm, it's going to lean more towards Higby just because of what he did towards the end of the season. 
last year. So the last five games uh, last season, he put up 43 receptions, 522 yards, and two touchdowns over those final five games. He put up that's 100 yards a game. So I think it's leaning more towards Higby. Um, he is the better blocker between him and Everett. So I think it, it tilts a little bit Higby's way. So I it wouldn't be a bad thing to, t- to take that risk on Higby. Yeah, and I could really see this being a Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard situation. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Higby's as talented as Ertz because I don't think that's true. Uh, but I more mean role. as far as role. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, you know, do you have any shares of Tyler Higby this season? Uh, it's got to be late for me just because of that, <laughs> that risk. Um, yeah, 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 agreed. With, with Everett, it's it's got to be late for me, but luckily he is going pretty late. I mean, he's going eighth round. That's usually around when I, uh, I like picking tight ends or looking for options like that. So I wouldn't be against taking Higby, um, but there are players around that eighth round that I like more. Right, yeah. I uh, I don't have any shares of Higby this season, and I really don't see myself having any shares of Higby this season. I, um, I understand that. I, man, if he does the same as he did last season, he would be a draft day steal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm fading Tyler Higby for this season. Yeah. yeah uh, at at number nine, we have Mister Safe Jared Cook. This he was the ridiculous. seventh tight end last season. This guy's solid. If you draft Jared Cook, you have somebody on your lineup you know will not ruin your week for you. Uh, if that's the way you like to live, congratulations. You are a boring person. Uh, but <laughs> if you end up with Jared wow. Cook, solid. You've got that got that tight end spot locked up. Lockdown, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to scare anybody. Nobody's going to be frightened that you have Jared Cook in your lineup. Uh, but that's a respectable spot. That's a very mature mature roster decision (laughs) yeah it's you're just looking at numbers Uh, you want to hear something just absolutely ridiculous jared cook scored a touchdown every 4.7 receptions right because he has 43 receptions nine touchdowns 705 yards last year here's something even more crazy he's averaging 16 or he averaged 16.3 yards per reception that, that is crazy efficient. Yeah, it is good to play for the Saints. Yeah. Andrew Brees is a quarterback who can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does make me nervous, that efficiency. Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to replicate that, uh, but if anybody could do it, it would be Brees and this offense. Yeah. You know, defenses yeah. are so focused um, uh, on uh, Michael Thomas, and I am worried about the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. I do think that'll take away some of the Jared Cook love. Yeah. Um, but I think Cook is involved enough where he would be a top 10 tight end option. Yeah. Well, so uh, at number 10. Who's it going to be? It's a controversial one. Uh, and, you know, I think we can both go ahead and say this is from the heart, not necessarily from our brain. <laughs> I just want to point out, I put him at 11. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number 10, we have Rob Gronkowski. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an American. I believe in freedom. <laughs> I believe in apple pie and I believe in blonde women at the beach. Rob Gronkowski. Is there anything more fun in fantasy football than watching that behemoth of a man running down the field, giggling and Mm -hmm. throwing a football on the ground? Uh, He's back. He's with his BFF, Tom Brady. He is in a offense that knows how to use good players. I trust Bruce Arians. 
I think realistically, I, okay, <laughs> here's my feeling. And I do feel like I need to sell Rob Gronkowski. So bear with yeah. me while I do my sales pitch. Uh, you know, he won't be as involved as he was with the Patriots. I, I do think he will more only be involved with red zone situations uh, and, you know, those those third downs. He can still get it done. <laughs> I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. Uh, and with tight ends, if you're a touchdown machine, you end up in the top 10. That's what gets you the point. Absolutely. Yeah. He has that connection with Brady. Brady's on a new team, a new system, new players. He's going to want that security blanket. Mm-hmm. And Gronk is that security blanket. He can get it done. Uh, you know, he has had issues being healthy, but he had a full year off football. And I think he's playing in a reduced role where they're just going to let him have fun. And when a man like Rob Gronkowski is having fun, that's when you need to pay Everyone's attention. Having everyone's having having fun especially if you own him in fantasy yeah that's my lottery pick and gosh dang it he's fun fantasy football is about fun i would rather lose with rob gronkowski than win with jared cook i'm just gonna say it (laughs) oh wow i mean he is fun he's really fun the only thing that worries me he's not gonna get a full workload there's oj howard cameron braid on there a ton of receivers, a ton of running backs. But if he does, it, it's the high risk. If he does get those touchdowns, like you say, I got no problem with that. If my tight end gets one reception and a, and that reception's a touchdown, I'm happy for that, for that week. So it's, I'm kind of sold on Gronk. If, if you are kind of questioning Tyler Higby or Gronk, I would go for Gronk. No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? Don't, don't lump me in. But it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. You used your argument. <laughs> it is fun. If you're in like the 12th round, you don't have a tight end, go Gronk. Just, Just go Gronk. You know, take, yeah. that, take that shot. I, if you're I picking in the 8th round, okay, I'd, I'd rather yeah. go Higby. <laughs> Surprisingly, Hunter Henry is going in the 8th round, so you go with that. But yeah, I, I agree with the Gronk over Cook as well, just because it's I, I am the high-risk, high-reward guy. It's, it really is more fun with with Gronk on your team rather than Cook. And it really doesn't cost all that much. No. So in my opinion, that's what makes life worth living. And there will be tight ends if Gronk doesn't work out. There'll be tight ends that we're about to talk about that maybe you could pick up. Oh, Andrew, fantastic segue. Thank you. Uh, to round out this episode, our last segment is which tight end not in our top 10 could finish top five this year? Uh, I'll lead off. Yeah, My pick is Mike Gesicki from the Good Dolphins. Pick. Good pick. He broke out last season. From week nine on last season, he was the tight end seven. This is a big-bodied, athletic tight end in the mold that we like, a former second-round pick. This is a team who has a lot of targets up for play. This is a team with a gunslinging Ryan Fitzpatrick and an up-and-coming Tua. I think this is a team on the rise. I think this is a team that's ready to show off their athletic players. I like Mike Gesicki. I think he's involved enough to do some real damage. I think he's going to be this year's Darren Waller. Nice, nice. I really like Mike Gesicki. So, is it Gesicki or Gesicki? I don't care. I that's the only question around. Sounds Polish, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's a really good one. Uh, I went with Noah Fant. Oh, 16th last year. This is his second season. Uh, 40 receptions, 562 yards, three TDs. He was on the field for 
two-thirds of the snaps last year, which is really good for a rookie. Um, it's really on lock on if he can put up the production. If he can... That's a huge if. It's a big if. It's a big if. But if everything goes right, Noah Fant has one of the highest upsides among any tight end here. Because he, he put up some great numbers. Um, he didn't get a lot of touchdowns, so we need to see more more consistency in the red zone. But he's put up weeks where he put up over 100 yards and touchdown. One of them a 75-yard touchdown. How I mean, how often do you see tight end scoring huge touchdowns like that? So he's got the athletic ability. He's got a huge ceiling if Drew Locke can <laughs> get that connection. So I, that's I, all we need uh, is more consistency. I know that there's... Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy now, but that's really about it. So, I love the pick. I love Noah Fant. It's I do think risk. he is so talented. Yeah, uh, I just am terrified of Drew Locke. I do not trust John Elway's choices in quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. You have Brock that's Osweiler, Paxton Lynch. That's like asking the captain of the Titanic to pick your next boat. Yeah, I, uh, I, man. I, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> But, like, I just really like the upside on this Broncos yeah. offense. Yeah, no, I I get it. I think Fant is a fantastic choice. Yeah. Uh, and, Andrew, that rounds out our tight end preview episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. It was a blast talking about tight ends. We are excited for the season. If you enjoyed listening, please do us a favor and leave us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. We look forward to bringing you news, updates, and rankings for this 2020 NFL season. Stay safe, and we will see you next time.